This is Health Care Matters on WTIC, News Talk 1080 and WTIC.com. Health Care Matters is a program that delves into health care policy and issues. The hosts are not medical clinicians, and they're not able to offer advice about medical conditions or diseases. You're always encouraged to consult your own medical provider for advice that applies to your own medical care. And now, Health Care Matters, sponsored by Hartford Health Healthcare and hosted by Rebecca Stewart and Elliot Joseph. And welcome to our show. This is Healthcare Matters. I'm Elliot Joseph. I'm here with my co-host, Rebecca Stewart. We are back from our summer hiatus. Nice to see you again, Rebecca. Wonderful to see you and our listeners this morning. Good morning. Yes. And we. I'm going to ask a question to start this off. Think about your favorite retail experience or think about your favorite online experience. What makes that experience so different, so unique, so special that you're actually going to return and do business with that company or that store because it's just a special and unique, you feel special and unique in your experience in that retail um, environment. And now mm-hmm. take a break and imagine that experience, that sense that you get when you feel as though you are treated in a very special and unique way. Imagine that same treatment from your healthcare provider, your hospital, your physician's office, how could that be? How could that happen? Well, in fact, in fact, it is happening. And that's what we're here to talk about this morning. Um, we have a very exciting show. Rebecca? That's absolutely true. And you think about what healthcare could learn from retail because we are trying to lean on that and learn a little bit more. And what's fascinating as you're describing that, Elliot, is to think about how the design informs and enhances the experience. Because as you have often said, we are all consumers of healthcare. And like consumers of retail, we have choices and yes. we get to decide who and where we're going to go. Now, the number of visits to retail clinics has increased tenfold over the last 10 years. And I'm curious if our experts have even more updated numbers. Uh, 10 years ago, there were about a million and a half appointments. Now, more than 10 million people are using retail clinics. And we're going to delve into what they are, what that means, what is urgent care. But we have fabulous guests with us this morning in our studio, all the way from California. Yes, we do. Um, I'm pleased to introduce our two experts in this arena. Uh, Gary Weatherford is here from San Francisco uh, this morning. Uh, Gary is what I would refer to as our innovator. He is the chief operating officer for Go Health Urgent Care. Uh, before Gary came to healthcare, he has had 25 years of experience in consumer-focused retail operations. He was COO of a company, Bear Essentials, and he was executive vice president of operations for the innovative home goods retailer, Cost Plus World Market, where he oversaw the opening of 237 stores in 27 states. Gary knows retail. Additionally, we have Dr. Jeff Finkelstein with us, and I fondly refer to Jeff as our traditionalist who's been and being converted to this new way of delivering health care. Jeff has been a practicing emergency medicine physician for more than 30 years. Jeff was the director of emergency medicine at Hartford Hospital and the Hospital of Central Connecticut. He took over as the medical director for urgent care at the Hartford Healthcare Medicine Group and oversees the partnership that we have with Go Health Urgent Care. 
coming up, he's going to tell us how all of this has really changed his personal perspective about how we can make the necessary improvements in healthcare delivery. But I love how, Elliot, you began this, really asking all of us to think about that perfect experience. And I'm going to ask you to take that a little bit further and compare it to the traditional medical experience when we have those, when you have to go to the doctor's office. So let's get right to Gary, because you did exactly that. You compared and contrasted. And tell us a little bit what you came up with. So let's start with Gary. Sure. Thank you, Rebecca. Sure. Um, yeah, when I first got involved with the project, uh, we did a lot of research, obviously. And what puzzled me was the amount of information that was out there relative to patient experience and what they liked and more importantly what they didn't like and were unhappy with and what struck me is when I went out to study the competition that very little people were actually acknowledging it and definitely not addressing the patient's concerns and so I realized then and there that there was a huge opportunity to take advantage of the situation. Specifically, Gary, what kind of concerns were not being addressed? What what were the what what did you see? What opportunity existed? So the opportunities that were glaring to me, Elliot, were so many people complained about their perception of the visit, which we all know perception is reality. Uh, what they were concerned with is that they felt they, the the doctors didn't pay attention to them. The doctors didn't address them. The doctors didn't l- listen to them. And, uh, you know, the ever all, all, you know, all staying joke from Seinfeld, uh, they have no idea what the doctors were putting into their charts. Right. Right. And that that joke is funny from when it was at Elaine who said, what is he writing about me? And it's right. a difficult patient. So now if Dr. Finkelstein wants to write that, the uh, patient's going to see that. Right, Jeff? <laughs> Correct. So uh, take us through then from that design perspective. Here were the concerns and what you decided to how you decided to address those concerns. So. In order to address the concerns, I drew on two resources. Uh, I'm a student of Paco Underhill, who's a great retail mind. And from an architectural standpoint, specifically retail architect architecture, this gentleman named Richard Altuna. Uh, Richard Altuna is the person I had the fortune to work with years ago, and his concepts are to design a store within a store. So when I looked at the, at the concerns I just talked about, the main opportunities were to create an environment which, which enabled the provider and, and or the doctor to spend as much time as possible facing the patient. Everybody knows that communication is primarily visual and eye-to-eye contact is paramount. So we started with that. Uh, what we wanted to do is create an environment that was certainly friendly and welcoming. This seems so obvious right. when, you, when, you, when I hear you speak to it. Healthcare is such a personal experience for for the patient and the family and the idea that we were not thinking that way is in retrospect kind of surprising jeff what what what's your view about this well if you walk into 99% of healthcare facilities what do you see you see a sometimes you see a sliding window <laughs> yes uh, yes a closed and, sliding window right. <laughs> so there's a barrier and then even if you get past a window and they have an opening desk the next thing, you have locked doors to the back. What's behind that door that every 15 or 20 minutes a medical assistant or a nurse will open, and you're wondering, what's going on back there? Right. Is that where the magic is? <laughs> and I think uh, when we turned it 180 degrees by opening up the facilities, and you can see everything going on, there's no, there's no 
behind the door anymore. And I would love for you, you know, Dr. Finkelstein has been doing this for many, many years. Can you take us through what you do now and what you did then? How physically is that different? It is totally different. Um, let me just compare it to, we. you know, I have two sites right now. I have legacy Hartford Medical Group urgent care sites that were slowly winding down and converting to Hartford Healthcare Go Health. So when you walk into one of our legacy sites, it's a traditional office. Mm -hmm. Most don't have the sliding windows anymore, but we have arches. Mm -hmm. We have people behind a desk, and it's very segregated. You have the waiting area, and then you have the where the medical staff are. And then you never see the physicians or the advanced practitioners till you're already in the room. Mm -hmm. Comparing that to a Hartford Healthcare Go Health site, you immediately see who's going to be taking care of you when you walk in the door. I was working just a few days ago, and I was the first person to contact a, a patient. I just said, welcome. Not she, an assistant, not a receptionist. That's you. all I did was say, welcome. And she looked at me and says, no doctor's ever welcomed me to their <laughs> office before. And it was just, it was like an aha moment. That, that simple, just one word, didn't take any more time for me. I was walking by to go to an exam room, and I just said, welcome. And it made all the difference. It set the stage for the whole encounter. And this is a woman who certainly has choices where she can receive her health care, and I think we converted her with that one word. Yes. Gary, what, how do you, uh, uh, what's your perspective? So this is great to hear uh, Dr. Jeff talk about this. What we did is we took the best of retail and combine it with the best in clinical care and 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 technology. And so as a result, as Dr. Jeff talks about, when you walk into the center, it is a completely open environment. You can see from front to back. And so that eliminates, Rebecca, what you just re referred to as uncertainty. When you walk into a traditional clinic and there's a wall and a glass window and a door, you have no idea what's going on behind that door and behind that wall. And, and we're all humans. We're in the people business. Our patients are people. Our providers are people. Our staff are people. And, and it's all about connectivity and connecting with the people who work there and establishing a relationship as soon as possible. So that's why we design it so when you walk in the door, the staff and the doctors, they can see you right away, literally see you visibly, physically right away. Yeah. So let me ask a question. I have, I have one of my pet peeves about uh, healthcare delivery, and that is um, – when I'm sitting in the waiting room, uh, waiting, uh, and it is uh, my turn, typically what I experience is a well-meaning, well-intentioned staff person opens the door and screams out my name. And I get up and follow that person in into some exam room somewhere. Have we eliminated the door opening name screaming from, from the design? Great question. Well, to answer it, Bluntly, we have no doors. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so, no, say more. In, in yeah. all seriousness, um, people check in either online or in a kiosk when they first walk in. And it's it puts their first name up on a board with their last initial. So we don't scream your last name. Mm -hmm. And then we've also eliminated what I call patient ping pong. Mm. Meaning when you go into a traditional office – Someone slides the window or from behind a desk, usually hands you a clipboard. And you sit down for 5, 10, 15 minutes, fill out all this paperwork that you did the last time you were there. <laughs> and then you hand the clipboard back and you sit down. 
Then they call you back up to sign some forms, and you sit back down. Then you wait for the person to open the door, scream your name, and be brought into a room. And I call that patient ping pong. And I think Hmm. that's what I love about our new concept is we've eliminated that. We call you up by your first name. Once you're up, everything is done paperless. If you've been to any Hartford HealthCare facility in the past, all your information is already in our system. So we just confirm it with you. You sign on an electronic pad, and then you're brought right to a room. So you never are called from behind the door. You never go back and sit down again. So you get called up, and you move forward, sort of like Disney. You're always moving forward through the visit. Hmm. I do want to make sure that we remind our listeners, this is a great opportunity. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you're thinking. Did you experience patient ping pong that Dr. Finkelstein's talking about? Have you seen design? Have you been frustrated? Have you been happy? We want to know. That number is 860-522-WTIC. That is 860-522-9842. Yeah, I'd like to use this show in some way as a little bit of market research for people to call us and say, what are you looking for in your experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we've got, uh, through our partnership with Go Health and Gary and his team, uh, a much better mousetrap, so to speak. But we also know it can always get better based on feedback of the people who are using our services. Gary, how do, how do you use market research? How do you, how, how do you get feedback from, from consumers who use the service? So we, we do conduct focus groups in all of our markets, and we bring people in for four hours at a time. And each person has an opportunity or each person in group has an opportunity to take questions and and share their opinions in 30 minute increments. And, uh, you know, the answers and and perspectives are very enlightening and and in in many ways reassuring. Has there been a moment where you as you've designed what you think was the optimal experience, you've gotten some more recent feedback from a consumer and said, hey, we have to make some changes to, and improvements in the way we've designed our flow? Um, actually, not, not, not in terms of flow, but in terms of perspective and understanding. For example, yeah. w- one of our key elements is uh, electrostatic glass. And it's, it's very high tech. It, it's the glass that is clear when you look at it and you flip a switch and it goes opaque. And, and we use glass in, in all of our exam rooms and especially as you enter the facility. So oftentimes in a funny way, people will go, who would design a facility with glass that you can see through? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the and then we, we, right. <laughs> so we, uh, it, it's, it's somewhat fun. You know, we show them, you know, Hey, it doesn't stay you know, clear all the time. We flip the switch and the power goes off and the glass goes opaque and they love it. Um, what they, what they do give us feedback about Elliot is very positive things. For example, uh, our x-ray. We do not have an x-ray room in our facilities, but we do have x-ray. We do state-of-the-art mobile x-ray. And if you come in with a fracture or or need a chest x-ray, we don't send you someplace else. We don't send you to another room. We literally bring the x-ray to you. And people love that. Yeah. And Jeff was talking about that a little bit earlier. He sort of joked and said, this is a crowd pleaser because people sort of look crestfallen when they have to typically go to another facility. And that is that fragmentation. It's a disrupted experience. Right. Nobody, especially if you have a screaming child and suddenly now you have to go to another place to get that x-ray, that's, um, that's a difficult right. experience. Or, or you're walking around in a, a patient, one of those lovely patient gowns right. uh, shuffling uh, to another room yes. in front of staff members and others. Uh, again, uh, with uh, your dignity uh, 
falling apart as you're wandering down the hallway. Literally. We have some fabulous callers calling in, so I want to get right to Bonnie, who is calling from Vernon. Bonnie, you're on Healthcare Matters. Bonnie. Yes. Hello. 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 Good morning, Hartford Healthcare. Good morning. (laughs) You know, I've been a patient of Hartford Healthcare for uh, as long as I can remember. I had a private doctor uh, in Manchester, and he left there to go to Hartford Healthcare, and I followed him there. Um, he left, uh, it's been a few years now, and I stayed with Hartford Healthcare, and I just wanted to, you know, make a few points uh, listening to you. Um, there, you know, as of two weeks ago, they still are calling from the door, and I have no problem saying I go to the, the newer Vernon office. Um, they're still calling names from the door, and I, it's not a pet peeve of mine at all. Sure. Um, but I can understand some people may not like it. And actually, what, def- what I do what I do see on a positive note is that the sliding glass, you know, windows are gone. The arches are there, and there is a whole different approach. I feel there is a, a different feel coming from the Manchester office, which is, um, you know, they've tried to update it, but it, it's dated. Uh, you know, going to the Vernon office, I think they've made great strides, and, and I plan to stay. And I'm tough. I'm tough. <laughs> Bonnie, we like you. We yeah. want to keep you. It looks like Dr. Finkelstein wants to give you some heads up about a new office that just opened on Tuesday. Right, Bonnie, uh, mm. good morning. Um, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm outstanding, thank you. Uh, well, first, okay. thank you for uh, staying with Hartford HealthCare. We value you and want you to continue and want to exceed your expectations. But I invite you to uh, check out our new Hartford HealthCare Go Health Urgent Care right next door to the Vernon Family Health Center. Uh, you won't see any sliding doors or arches, and uh, I think you'd be pretty impressed. But uh, I think what we're learning from our Hartford HealthCare Go, Go Health partnership is you know, what we can do in our legacy centers like Manchester, which you know have been around for a little while, sure. but uh, great people. Uh, but you'll notice our brand new family health center in Vernon, and literally we've been open less than a week right next door. Yeah, it's important to note um, we're so excited about this partnership. It is very new. Yeah. So I think we've opened up, Gary, is it three centers, four already in the last few months, and uh, an ambition to open up 16 or 17, if I have the numbers correct in my head, over the next 18 months or so. Uh, but while we're doing that, uh, we still continue to operate all of our legacy centers and 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 work hard towards migrating the learnings of what we're doing in our urgent care centers with Go Health. And the other piece that I think is so interesting that Gary mentioned is the fact that the clinical care, the clinical side, it hasn't changed too much. Much of what has changed is it's the operations and it's the design. And it's amazing how much that informs the patient experience. I don't think that we knew that as much as it's been the case. We have another caller. Yeah. Leonard is on the line. Leonard, this is Healthcare Matters. Leonard, are you on? Good morning, Leonard. Are you there? Um, hi, good morning. Good morning. I uh, recently experienced uh, uh, walking into an urgent care facility in Avon, and uh, I'm pulled over on the side of the road because I heard uh, Dr. Finkelstein speaking, and he was the one who greeted me when I walked in uh, and uh, engaged in conversation. And I go into many 
many uh, medical offices. I'm a funeral director, and I'm very familiar with that glass wall window right. uh, environment. And this was a totally, totally different uh, experience, uh, and not only for good medical care, but just for the uh, feeling of being at ease. I'm not at ease when it comes to uh, my uh, medical uh, uh, um, uh, need uh, interacting with uh, uh, doctors, uh, but this was, uh, actually, I felt like I made a friend with Dr. Finkelstein. Most people feel that way with you, Jeff. That's true. <laughs> Take us through that experience, though. Do you mind kind of describing for us step for step? Because if you've gone to lots of them, what makes it different? Uh, well, the, that whole walk-in, that kiosk description is very evident. The, the name on the uh, uh, display, uh, the, the uh, openness of uh, uh, the uh, uh, first interaction with uh, the uh, uh, person uh at, say at, at the check-in uh, point uh, was uh, direct. There, there, it was, it was a feeling that I am in something new, something right. different, and something uh, very uh, friendly. Did you, uh, Leonard? Did you yeah. feel as though your privacy was protected in this open environment? My, my, absolutely. I, I felt not only. I mean, I have felt. I do not feel any lack or compromise mm-hmm. of. Um, of, of privacy and uh, the medical uh, uh, need uh, that I had. Uh, it was a, a back uh, situation. It, it was, but it, it was more of like, uh, okay, I, I have a, a friendly uh, encounter uh, dealing with something I know is going to uh, uh, need further medical attention. That's so great. So, Leonard, I'm going to yeah, pause yeah. you there because we have to take a quick news okay. break. But we are so yeah. interested in you and all of our listeners and visitors. You are listening to Healthcare Matters. We are talking about what healthcare can and has learned from retail. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Healthcare Matters on WTIC News Talk 1080. This is Elliot Joseph. I'm here with Rebecca Stewart, and we're having a really great conversation about this whole notion of all of the wonderful experiences that we have as consumers in interfacing in retail stores and online, uh, all the advancements that have been made, and now the exciting development of migrating some of these advancements into healthcare delivery. And we have two great guests with us this uh, morning, uh, Gary Weatherford, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Go Health Urgent Care. Uh, but before Gary came to healthcare, he is bringing more than 25 years of experience in consumer-focused retail operations. Uh, he is truly our innovator, helping us uh, make healthcare a much more consumer-friendly uh, experience for all of us. And also we have with us uh, our friend, Dr. Jeff Finkelstein, who is a practicing emergency medicine physician for over 30 years. And he has recently been the director of the emergency medicine program at Hartford Hospital 
and at the Hospital of Central Connecticut. And I finally referred to Dr. Finkelstein as our converted traditionalist who's helping us see the future and actually what's happening today through the eyes of all of us who become accustomed to the way it's always been. Welcome back to the show. And I'd like to start off and back up a little bit because one of the questions that I hear from people in the community, friends and neighbors is, what is urgent care? I have a doctor or I, I, I go for my physical uh, or I'll go to the emergency room if you know, I've, my son's fallen off his bike uh, or I'm in a car accident. And now you've got this thing, urgent care. I, uh, when do I go there? When don't I go there? Help me. Dr. Finkelstein. Right, great question. And I think it's a lot of question that a lot of people have. So I'll try to answer it the best I can. We're there when the people need us. So there's a lot of overlap between urgent care and emergency rooms. So I think some of the clear-cut distinctions, if you're having a stroke or chest pain or severe abdominal pain or a gunshot wound or a knife wound or a severe, severe injury, that's where the emergency room comes in 24-7. If you're having a sore throat, cough, uh, urinary tract infection, mild headache, earache, a minor orthopedic injury, you hurt your ankle, you hurt your wrist, perfect for urgent care. And I think urgent care fills that gap between the severe injuries that need emergency medicine and the stuff that happens every day. We fill that void. People get injured, they get sick. They don't want to call and make an appointment for a day, two, or three with their physician. We're there for them right now, making it easy and convenient. So as a, as a consumer... Um you know, I'm sitting at home. I might have a little chest pain. I'm in absolute denial that it possibly could be a heart attack. So I'm not going to the emergency room. And then I show up at the urgent care center and the professionals there say, this looks like a heart attack. Now what do I do? Well, then we're going to evaluate you. We're going to do an EKG. And if we think you're either having a heart attack or we can't exclude the possibility that you're having a heart attack, we're going to call an ambulance and transport you to uh one of our emergency rooms. So have I made the wrong decision at that point by going to the urgent care center? I mean, this is this is sort of the tension I feel. And do people and I'm sure people ask that a lot, but it it sounds to me like what you're saying is if it's a if it there is any sort of risk of life, you call 911. That hasn't changed. That that has not changed. Right. And I think people are in denial. They don't want to and look, we all know what happens at a lot of emergency rooms. You go there and you wait. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have the you have the locked door, literally locked. And uh, so people come to us because they don't want that experience. Right. So we probably only transfer less than 5% of our patients to the emergency room. So most people do a really good job of selecting location. Right. But for those people who come in and we're not sure their chest pain is coming from their heart or their abdominal pain needs an emergent CAT scan or ultrasound, we're going to facilitate and make it easy for you to go to the emergency room. So if I don't have a primary care doctor, can I come there and get my annual physical or uh, not? What do I do? Well, you can come in, and we do do uh, physicals for school, sports, and camp. And we charge, it's usually a, a cash price, but mm-hmm. we don't take the place of your physician's annual wellness exam, mm-hmm. where they're talking about colonoscopies and pap smears and mammograms. I mean, that is not our specialty, and I think those are best reserved for our primary care colleagues. And will you help me find a primary care doctor if I don't have one, or that, that's up to me? 
Now, certainly, being part of Hartford Healthcare, I think that is one of our strengths. We can, we are the experts of getting you where you need to go, whether it's primary care, specialty care, orthopedics, or the right emergency room. So, for those primary care physicians who might be listening to the show this morning, I'd love, we'd love to hear your opinion about this whole movement towards urgent care and to the the retail operation. Uh, migrating into the urgent care model. Be very interested in, in hearing your perspective. And one of the things that came up in a discussion was talking about the continuity of care and what that means for our listeners. So you go to urgent care. How do they have your records? How do they know what else is happening? How does that interact? And one of the things that you had mentioned is that you were talking to a primary care physician and you said, what do you do if you need a cardiologist? Dr. Finkelstein, tell us what happened with that conversation. What did that primary care physician say you told me that he googled it oh right i was i was i was interviewing someone recently who worked for one of our competitors and um the patient needed a cardiologist and because they weren't part of a joint venture like we are and have hartford Healthcare behind us they actually googled cardiology near their location That's amazing. Now, we do want to remind you, patients, physicians, listeners, we want to hear from you this morning. That number is 860-522-WTIC, 860-522-9842. What are your thoughts on all this? We do have Al calling from Avon. Al, you're on Healthcare Matters. Hi, good morning. I just want to congratulate you for, you know, going forward with healthcare. Uh, It is 20% of the GDP and growing. My only concern is uh, I'll consider you guys the top tier. I've even seen improvements in the New Britain system as they're part of you now, too. But what I worry about is the smaller guys like the Waterberries, the Bristols, et cetera. Uh, in my lifetime, I'd like to see them get up to speed. And My concern would be uh, I don't know if they're in a big enough organization to, uh, to afford it more than anything. Uh, there's a lot of consolidation in M&As. Maybe it's got to continue a little further. Yeah, Al, really appreciate your perspective. Uh, Rebecca and I started this show, I don't know, is it four years ago now? I think longer now. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and we did it because we were excited about the changing nature of the healthcare industry, the uncertainty that abounds and abounded four plus years ago and even abounds even maybe more so today, but also the exciting changes that are occurring that's making healthcare more affordable, more accessible, more responsive to consumers. Uh, and it, it's a, uh, a generational moment for the American healthcare industry. And certainly here in Connecticut, we're feeling and seeing and experiencing all those symptoms. Some really beautiful things come out of that kind of transformational era. And what we're talking about here this morning is a perfect example of that. And by the way, it's not all perfect. Right. It's painful. The changes are hard. Uh, there's controversy about it. Uh, we have to balance competing interests as the industry changes and as the work we've done at Hartford Healthcare, building a more integrated, more capable organization uh, to innovate the way we're innovating with uh, great partners like Go Health. It's hard. It, it's it's a hard moment, but we're moving in the right direction. So I really appreciate Al your your point of view here, and also my hopefulness also that this is going to continue to develop over time. And I do love he had pointed out that twenty percent of the GDP. We know that this is an industry that can and should grow and can really bring so much back. I was doing an informal survey with all the discussion that has happened in healthcare, even on my street alone. If you look 
I would venture to say on any street throughout our neighborhoods, how many people are employed by healthcare? Mm-hmm. We have so many. And I think that that is a tremendous tribute to all of the things, all of the growth that can that can happen, but it is a difficult time. We have Donna calling from Cromwell. Donna, you are on Healthcare Matters. Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I work for an insurance company, and um, I love joint ventures, and uh, urgent care facilities definitely have their place. But one thing I wanted to point out to your listeners is that for those of you who have a high-deductible health plan, Um, I would be careful going to an urgent care facility for something as routine as a sore throat um, because uh, the cost of going to an urgent care facility is much higher than going to see your PCP or even a specialist. So um, I think what the listeners should do is if they're not feeling well and want to see a doctor, they should call their PCP first and see most PCPs will let you squeeze you in the same day. Um, But if that doesn't work and you're feeling worse and worse to the point where you've got a very high fever, you know, then definitely go see an urgent care facility. Donna, that's a great point. And actually, you know, that's something that Elliot talks about quite a bit as sort of we all have more skin in the game. Yeah. And we certainly don't want to uh, direct patients away from their relationship with their primary care provider. In fact, we really see urgent care as being a substitute for the much more expensive emergency emergency room visit uh, that people often choose to do because they don't know what their other alternatives are, or it's after hours. Gentlemen, either of you having a thought about this? Yeah, I I have a quick comment. Um, I, I too, agree with with your point. Um, We're not here to replace the primary care at all. We're here to supplement. And, in fact, the scenario you're talking about is a great one. Uh, Evenings, weekends, and especially when your primary uh, care provider is is overbooked, which which often happens, especially during the the sixth season from October through through March. Um, That's where we're really there to supplement the care. Another thing to consider is 35 to 40 percent of the patients that come to us in urgent care have no PCP. And so we we really serve as an entry and a, and, and a resource for these people to, to to find a PCP. And that's that's another value that we bring to the marketplace. Right, and we know there's a great shortage of primary care physicians in the marketplace as well. So uh, I think our caller made a very important point about not substituting uh, the continuity of the care you enjoy with a primary care physician uh, for urgent care visit. Uh, this is meant to be another piece in that continuum. Absolutely. We do want to remind you that we want to hear from you. We have had some great callers this morning. What is your perspective? That number is 860-522-WTIC, 860-522-9842. So let's stay on this theme for a few minutes about the idea of um, fragmented care versus integrated care. How does urgent care fit in and, and how, as a patient, we heard from Leonard earlier, one of our callers, I think he said he had a bad back and he had a relationship with his primary care physicians, probably other physicians, and now he's showing up in an urgent care center. What happens to the information? Yeah. Again, through the partnership with Hartford HealthCare, we are on the same electronic platform of, as the rest of Hartford HealthCare. So whether your care is in the emergency room, urgent care, primary care office, specialty office, All of your notes, labs, radiology tests are shared across the continuum. And I think, again, that's a big differentiator in our sites. So if you come in for your sore throat and you have strep, 
and you're not feeling better in three days, and now you have an appointment with your primary care physician, within seconds they can read our notes, see what you were treated with, and make any changes if necessary. So if Leonard was being treated by a Hartford healthcare physician or physicians, um, that next day his providers would have this information? They would have it same day. Right, immediately. Yes. Yeah, or sharing x-rays. How many of us have been to one place, had an x-ray or an MRI, and then gone somewhere else and they couldn't access it, or they had to carry a disc with them, and they couldn't. The, the next doctor couldn't access the disc. I mean, right. that is one of your points that you had had said. Now, I think maybe there is change, but you had mentioned how do you know a chronically care pa- patient? You look in their car, right? Because that patient right. has everything shoved right. in there. Yeah, I used to. Well, one of my, fa- I don't want to say favorite stories, <laughs> but most repeated stories is, you know, you could tell uh, a cancer patient often uh, in, in, in the not too. Um, recent past, uh, you look in the back seat of the car and it's got medical records and also it's just, it's a crazy, it's been a crazy mixed up system. And again, we're at the early stages of rationalizing it, making it more coordinated, but this is, this is a big step forward. Big step. We have another caller. Judy is calling from Weathersfield. Judy, you are on the line. Yes, I'd like to know your perspective, either the panels or one of you as an individual to respond. On your perspective of what, how our health care system is working presently and the changes that you're making compared to the thought process of our government changing over to a socialized medicine system. I don't think that that's about a four-hour show, but that's a great question. We, um, yeah, I, I would just, you know, I, Rebecca's right. That is about a four-hour show, or and, and there's uh, a lot of, uh, not a lot, but an emerging energy around this. I guess Bernie Sanders has uh, put something forward, and other political leaders uh, stepping in. Uh, you know, it's it's a very interesting thought, um, but I don't think it's, we, we don't have the time this morning to, once we open that thing up, uh, there's a lot of, lot of ways it'll go. So, you know, perhaps we'll make that a subject of uh, a future show, actually, Rebecca. And we have, if you head to our um, program, there's some great books. We've had some great guests who have actually delved into sort of five international models of yes. care and how they intersect and how here in the United States, you have a piece of all of them in some, you know, some populations here they can um, some populations here can actually have that already have this sort of one single payer system if you're on Medicaid other program other folks have sort of that Scandinavian approach and German approach but there's some fascinating ways and if you go to our podcast site there's some interesting ways looks like Gary has some thoughts too um, now some folks have asked it looks like we got a caller asking is there any way that folks can find our new locations and there are if you head to our website at hartfordhealthcare.org you can definitely see the legacy site and all of the Go Health Urgent Care sites, they're listed as well. If you go to, all you have to do is do that quick search for Go Health Urgent Care Connecticut and all of those different sites pop up, the ones that are currently exist and the ones that are coming down the road because it is a totally different way of of approaching care. I love, uh, Jeff, Dr. Finkelstein, when you sort of spoke or took us through what that experience was step-by-step when you say, welcome, as you did, and how that simple thing felt so different to patients. Why do you think that felt so different, that the physician said hello? Why is that so novel? Because it hasn't happened in the past, right? 
you you didn't see who was going to take care of you. Sometimes you had no idea. You're meeting them for the first time, and that's occurring 20, 30 minutes, and you're wondering, am I going to like them? What do they look like? Are they a good physician or advanced practitioner? And I think the fact that I walked right up, said, welcome, I'll be taking care of you in five or 10 minutes, wow. totally relaxed the patient, and they knew they were in good hands. So let's fast forward into the future a bit. Um, there's a small little company called Amazon, <laughs> uh, who have, as, as they step in and completely um, dismantle and uh, reinvent different industries, whether it was the, the book selling industry, uh, now the food industry with their recent acquisition of Whole Foods and what they're intending to do uh, in, in the food uh, marketplace. And um, we're all wondering what's next. And we, we know that we're hearing uh, reports that Amazon is looking at the healthcare industry. Gary, your perspective about uh, what might happen there? Yeah, I have two quick comments. Um, Amazon has two things, you know, the best in technology and a lot of cash. Um, we all know that they just, you know, acquired Whole Foods. And one of the reasons is points of distribution uh, and certainly supply chain management as well. So I would look at Amazon in the healthcare industry. The first low hanging fruit would be the prescriptions that the ability mm-hmm. to get same day, you know, within two hours, perhaps even within two hours in more urban areas and suburban areas, uh, get two hour delivery of a, of a prescription. If you if you visit a, a provider that doesn't have them on site, will a drone show up at my front door? That, you think that's the next step? That's, <laughs> yes, that's right, out there. Right, it's not I mean, out, as right. funny as that is. That's yeah. that that could be a re- reality pretty quickly. So if you're CVS or Walgreens or uh, you know how are you how are you thinking about this? Well, you got to chase it. I I don't think they can keep up with Amazon. I'm right. sure Amazon's very close to the drone idea. And this um, is this is interesting to me for so many reasons. But it, it you know five years ago, much less ten or twenty, we would never be talking this way on a healthcare uh, show because we always thought we were an industry that was segregated from what I would call the real world, the retail world, the, re- the, the, the use of innovative technology and, and disruptive uh, new models. We, we as an industry were immune from this, and now we've opened the door, uh, and the Go Health Partnership, this urgent care uh, whole concept is changing the way we deliver care, but there's so much more out in front of us. Yeah, and, and I think Amazon, the Whole Foods um, example, is a great one. It's it's going to be best of breed. You know, brick and mortar is not going to go away. Right. And what you do is is what we talked about earlier. You take the best of retail and combine it with the best of technology, which is what's going on with Amazon and Whole Foods in terms of quality and timeliness and 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 uh, being efficient. So when you look at the model we have between the best of of retail, the best of clinical care, and technology, I think we're 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 tracking right in that same vein. Yeah, and one of my my frustrations over the years, and and I feel some sense of relief as these new things are happening, is I've often described healthcare, and one of our callers accurately said it's 20% of the GDP, right. 20%, yes. you know, the, probably the largest, if not the largest, then the second largest part of the whole entire economy. It has been historically, and even to this day, America's largest cottage industry, mm-hmm. made up of a lot of mom and pops, small individual practices, small independent hospitals, all doing good work and all doing good things, but incapable the way they're currently organized of delivering on the promise of this new technology and these new models of care. And yet, we, and yet, even this industry will get left behind if we don't 
follow suit and and make a difference. Uh, Dr. Finkelstein, I'm curious your thoughts with this idea. So I have some friends. Um, the, the wife is a type 1 diabetic. They were looking for a new home. They refused to live anywhere farther than like two miles from a 24-hour pharmacy. So as they're looking for a new home, I'm curious your thoughts bringing in an Amazon with this potential of, could, does that open the doors? From a medical perspective, could that help your patients? Oh, I think uh, taking their distribution, especially medications or supplies, um, we may not even have a, a storeroom anymore. We might, as we order something, it might just be delivered within hours. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the big changes. I'm sitting here pondering, all right, I'm an Amazon Prime member. What am I going to get in my health care now that I'm a prime member. Right. Is there something else? What else? You I, know? Well, I, I would offer, and we've talked a bit about this. I don't recall if we've done a whole show on the whole motion. I think we have actually. Telehealth. Yes. Yeah. We did it because we have a, a burgeoning partnership uh, with another organization around telehealth. But it's conceivable. I may never have to leave my home. <laughs> right. I, I could, uh, you know, it, this would this would even disrupt the urgent, potentially the sure. urgent care model that we're just introducing. Gary, your, your thoughts? It's a, it's an outstanding point. Elliot, but one thing we have learned, uh, we've heard this from virtually all of our healthcare partners, what makes telehealth work is is having that trust. And they find their participation is much higher if you have visited a, the healthcare partner or, and or provider and you have that trust. And then you, you do the follow-up visits and, and the next calls through telehealth. But, you, you know, contrary to popular belief, it, it, it is better and people use it more once they have made that initial contact it, and won that trust. Is that true for an old fogey like me as much as it's true for a millennial? I mean, No, absolutely. It's not, it's not as true for millennials. I, right. I think that's a, that's a basic uh, statistic, but the entire population is not millennials. Right. Yeah. And not, I also, not yet. Yeah. I also yeah. think it's interesting how we see it, particularly in physical therapy, that people are having a hard time getting out just physically, that that's where we're seeing a lot of, of telehealth, and you can see the why. What a great conversation conversation we've had today this is exactly why we started healthcare matters absolutely uh, it's a, this is an exciting development uh, there are a lot more on the horizon and we're just happy to be part of it uh, and trying to improve care understanding we're far from perfect uh, there's lots of opportunities to continue to get better that's why all of these new models are emerging because there's an industry in need of transformation and uh, we're on the road. Absolutely. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, you can hear our podcast on SoundCloud and do a search for Healthcare Matters and Elliot Joseph, and you will find it. This has been Healthcare Matters. We have had wonderful guests, Gary Weatherford and Jeff Finkelstein. Thank you so much for listening. You will hear us right here next month on Healthcare Matters. This has been Healthcare Matters, sponsored by Hartford Healthcare. Tune in next month as we continue to discuss the status of healthcare. Determine what works and what doesn't, and work to bridge the gap. Healthcare Matters on WTIC, News Talk 1080 and WTIC.com. We're healthier, healing.